Hello, and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Mary of Merry Go Round Quilts. Hi. Now, before we jump into all the quilty fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Mary? Well, I have been quilting for quite a while, probably about 25 years. Um, Started out as a garment sewer, did that forever and ever. Um, Moved into quilting back whenever that was in the 90s and uh, hooked ever since, can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) And you're based in Colorado, correct? Yeah, I'm in a suburb of Denver called Aurora. Oh, Oh, yeah, okay. I feel like like I know that name just because it's such a pretty name. Oh. <laughs> um, so you mentioned you've been quilting for how many years again? About 25 years. Okay. Giving me a run for my money. And how <laughs> did you, I've been quilting for over 20 guys. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so you started off as a garment sewer before that. Did yes. you grow up in a family of sewers or was this something you picked mm-hmm. up on your own? No, my mom was a crafty person. I'm the youngest of five. And I think by the time she got to us, or got to me, she was, you know, looking for things to keep me and my sister, who's a year older than us, busy. And so she sewed and she crocheted and she taught um, us how to do it also. And then like during the holidays for Christmas, we would always get some kind of kit. Um, It was like, like a doll making sewing kit or embroidery or painting or something. So I've always been kind of doing something crafty so she didn't teach me how to quilt necessarily but she I got her love of creativity (laughs) so you grew up in a household with um with a sewing machine and like active access to that and encouragement to do so (laughs) when I was a kid I wasn't allowed to touch the machine but I would do neither was I that's why I asked one of those if my mom heard it she'd be upstairs get away from my machine (laughs) it was my mom's precious too (laughs) so anytime something happened with her machine it was like you kids you did this (laughs) did you adjust the thing did you play with the buttons (laughs) so who taught you to quilt then well My mom did start quilting, but it was a lot later in life. I would say she was probably like in her 60s by that point. And she was um, doing a little bit of quilting and I would go over there and she started showing me what she was doing and me being me. It's like, well, I want to do that. You know, I wanted (laughs) to do what everybody else was doing and it just looked so cool. And coming from a sewing background, it's like, that's something I would really like to try. And so, um, yeah, I went out and got myself a book at the local store. It was Hancock Fabrics. It was called Teach Yourself to Quilt. And it had a sampler quilt. And I made that. I did all the quilting by hand because that's what it said in the book. 
I didn't nope. know that you could do machine quilting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that was it. I still have that quilt. It's in my living room hanging up still. What patches were these all traditional blocks that you made? Yeah, there was like Ohio star and there was a house block and a Dresden plate. Um, the baby blocks. Really was there sun bonnet too? No, no. That's something <laughs> I've always wanted to do though. I've never done it, but I've wanted to. <laughs> you're you're describing your first quilt and my first quilt sound eerily similar. Also, <laughs> like like yeah, they're doppelganger quilts. I think. <laughs> so, when you're getting ready to make a quilt or design a quilt, what inspires you? Um, I'm kind of new to the whole design thing. Um, so I think kind of my inspiration is just, I want to do something that I like, something that I've always liked. And, um, I really like star blocks and some of the traditional blocks. And I just kind of want to incorporate those into my quilts. Um, I mean, I, for design wise, I do see like logos or, um, tiles or designs and carpet or you're watching tv and you see something that's like oh that's kind of cool and you try to you want to recreate that into a quilt but since I'm kind of new to the quilt design I'm kind of getting my inspiration from a lot of different things are you currently working um with a particular classic quilt block toying with it right now I really like um, blocks that build on each other, like the log cabin. And I'm working on my second design right now, which is a strip piece block that's kind of based on a log cabin. Um, like I said, I really like the, the versatility of what you can get out of just a simple square and how many different ways you can move it to get different designs, I think is really cool. So that is fun to play with. Yeah. Such a good block. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> it really is. So earlier this year, you launched a new um, a new pattern subscription membership featuring um, quilt designers of color. Could you tell us more about it? Yeah. Um, very excited about it. I decided that I wanted to um, shine, a, shine a light on quilters of color that you don't normally see. I know that the mainstream quilt world is um, mostly white, which is fine, you know, but I, I feel like there's a lot of different quilters of color out there who aren't household names. And um, I wanted to be able to introduce those people who don't know about these quilters of color who were doing amazing things. And so I decided to launch a subscription service where um, every other month I will feature a new quilt pattern designer of color and everybody in the membership will be able to download that pattern so it'll be up there for two months they during that two months they can download that pattern I also do an interview with the quilt pattern designer so that everybody can get to know who that person is because for me I like to see people on the screen to get to know them I mean pictures are fine words are okay but when you can actually see them animated and they're talking you're like yeah that's a real person and it's kind of cool to 
it's just a little bit more personal, personable. So I'd like to get the members to be able to meet the quilt pattern designers in a little bit more of an intimate setting. Yeah, I agree with you because there's so much that one person can express about themselves or their sort of inspiration behind their designs through Instagram because Instagram is just composed of like, you know, pictures and short videos and just captions as well. So like you said, like, you know, you can't really see a person's facial expression and trying to Mm -hmm. explain that in more detail and the ability to sort of have a back and forth conversation about it um, just opens up a whole different perspective. Yeah. And some of the designers that I've talked to initially that I'm working with, um, they don't have like a huge follower count. So one of my goals is to try to help them kind of grow their following on Instagram by introducing their patterns to the quilty verses you say. (laughs) (laughs) So to be able to help them do that and become more recognizable. Have you done any sort of um, membership program or community building of this sort before? Or is this your first foray into it? It's it's all new to me, <laughs> which is awesome, but also a lot. <laughs> so you know, it's a little scary jumping into something brand new. But I, you know, I like to push myself. I like to have something to work towards, and um, doing something that I love, which is quilting, and turning it into a business is just the perfect thing for me. And I think that, um, you know, once I get my mindset on something, I like jump in with both feet. So I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they're ready for me, but I'm ready. (laughs) So you mentioned that, um, you know, you're working a lot, um, or trying to work with quilters who might not have the biggest Instagram following or kind of newer to the social media space. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do you go about finding you know, pattern designers to work with or what's the plan? (laughs) (laughs) That has actually been a little challenging because there are those designers of color. There's some African-American designers who are, you know, pretty popular that everybody knows um, that I've, you know, reached out to, but then I've found some who people don't know like my very first um, designer, Lynn Muhaso from Lynn's Avenue. And um, she has great patterns, but what I've done to try to find the designers is good old Google searches, <laughs> trying to <laughs> yeah. find, you know, quilters of color. And I put down different nationalities or ethnic groups and I just do a search that way. I look through Instagram um, hashtags um, and it's probably not the best way, but I'm like looking at pictures when I see like their profile picture. And then if I see that they're a designer, it's like, oh my gosh, let me contact that person. I got it. <laughs> so it, it, that's that's been a little bit of a struggle, but I've had some people reach out to me and say, hey, do you know this person? Or hey, do you know this person? They'd be good for you or, you know, to contact. So I've gotten some help from, that's cool. from others. Are there any sort of particular hashtags that uh, you'd suggest for the quilting community to explore other makers of color? Well, the one that I 
looked through and still look through all the time is there's um, black quilters of Instagram and black quilters. Yeah, just black quilters or black quilters of color. So, so they're out there. I've um, searched some other nationalities, but I haven't had as good of luck. I just don't know that the hashtags are as prominent and popular that people might be using. So, but I'm going to, you know, I'm on a mission, so I'll find them. <laughs> well, if we see any, we'll send them your way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, can you give us a little sneak peek as to who your next quilt pattern designer is? Mm -hmm. um, the next designer that will be featured in March, um, her name is Megan, and she is from the Athena Workshop. Um, I'm also talking with Wendy, very <laughs> own Wendy here. <laughs> and um, I took the a quilt pattern writing class. So there's a couple people in there that I've reached out to. Um, I think Porphyria uh, took. This. I know Porphyria was in the class. Yeah. I think. Yeah. She did take the class and I've reached out with her and asked her. She said that she'd be interested in participating and collaborating. And I know that she's trying to, she's got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has a full yeah. Plate. She absolutely does. <laughs> so, so yeah. you mentioned you just mentioned that you took the um, pattern writing course, um, and by Quilters Candy. Um, and had you dabbled in pattern writing before that, or that was nope. absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I had I'm I've always been the type of person where if I want to do something, I find a pattern for it. I don't okay. usually go out on my own and just try to, you know, free fall yeah. and see what happens. Um, I kind of like that structure of having a pattern. And so what prompted me to take the class was about a couple of weeks before I'd seen her, Elizabeth's ad advertising on Instagram, I went out and I got some graph paper and some pencils because I did want to start doing my own patterns, I was spending a lot of money on patterns. <laughs> it's like payday would roll around and it's like, oh, how many can I buy? You know? <laughs> and Do so I want to eat? Do I want to make a quilt? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I thought, um, looking at all these patterns, it's like, I need to do this myself. And I want to be able to make a little bit of money on the side by making and selling patterns. And um, I got the graph paper, the pencils, and then I still, I'm not an artistic person that way. I can't, I'm not good at drawing or anything. And I tried making a couple sketches and I just was like, oh, this is horrible. So um, then luckily I saw Elizabeth's Instagram advertisement and I'm like, this is for me. And I was just so <laughs> glad. I thought the universe is talking to me. It's like, this is the time. And um so I went ahead and signed up for that. It was, you know, I considered it an investment in me and um, because nothing is free, <laughs> but I, it was very, very well worth it. I was very pleased with the class and what I'd learned. It was more than I had ever expected to learn about the everything about pattern making and the business. So going back to your subscription service, um, mm -hmm. so as part of that, you offer a guild corner. So could you tell us more about that? So the guild corner, I'm going to 
introduce different guilds of color. And the first one that I did was the Washinaji Quilt Guild in Colorado, which I joined. And um, it basically just talks about their guild, their philosophy, you know, their members. Um, so that if anybody, I wanted to be able to let people know that there's other guilds out there of color. So if they want to join one, or if there's another one that they're looking at, they're there. <laughs> so again, it's just an introduction to other quilt guilds of color that people might not have known about. And in addition, you also um, have set up a Facebook community for your subscribers too, correct? Yeah, I do have a Facebook group community that, I'm, that I've also um, introduced with the membership. And I'm looking to start a sense of community within the membership. I want the members to be able to have a place where they can <clears throat> show the quilts that they make. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the designer who's featured for that month, but just a place to share and a place to get to know each other and share information. And so that's about it. It's, it's a lot to be tackling both Instagram and Facebook at once. I mean, that's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> you is. see my, my eyes pop out of my head. That's uh, again, it. because I'm a newbie and I did not know <laughs> how much was really involved with this because I also work full time. And it's, it's been um, a balancing act because I'm on Instagram so much. And then it's like, Oh, Mary, don't forget to, don't forget to look at your Facebook. <laughs> Cause I think everybody is like more active in Instagram than they are on Facebook. That's right. And you'd probably be able to find more new upcoming designers for upcoming months through Instagram versus say Facebook, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So Facebook is kind of just there for the community to, um, let everybody kind of share amongst themselves. So. So do you have any sort of tips in managing the two social media platforms at a time? <laughs> Not exactly. I think the biggest thing that I find is I needed to make myself, I needed to get organized. And um, the great thing with about Elizabeth and Quilters Candy is she, um, still talks to us and gives us advice. And she's like, you know, you got to get yourself something that you can hang up so you can see what you're doing each day. And um, I've gotten like a dry erase board. I've got a paper calendar. And initially what I was doing was I was writing down everything that, everything I wanted to get done, just everything. And then I would try to work on it. And it's like, I can't, it's too massive because I'm still thinking about this thing over here that I need to get done. So now what I do is I break it down. I, I do everything I want to do for the week. And then I take those like say five things and I break them down into manageable pieces each day. And it's just really taken a load off. So I'll put on there, you know, Instagram post on this for this day, you know, Facebook reminder for this. So I'm kind of working it in on paper to remind me of what all I need to achieve. I actually put everything on the one list, but now that you've told me that I'm going to try and 
take my long list and then divide it into bite-sized chunks daily. I felt so much better. It's like the first day I did it and I started checking things off my list and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. Because I wasn't (laughs) feeling that stress because I knew that I could like, I would start something one day and then the next day I would finalize it. So it wasn't too much of a, it wasn't a really big pill to swallow. (laughs) I am definitely taking that on. Thanks, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) So, so far, what has been your favorite part about starting your pattern membership? Um, My favorite part is all the quilters that I've met, even though it's just online and you're just DMing on Instagram or whatever, but I just cannot believe the outpouring of support and everybody is just, it's been so favorable and people are like, how can I help? You know, do you, I could help in this way or I can help in that way. And people think it's just a really great thing and they want to see it grow and they are happy to be a part of it. So it's just really great that I get emails um, and messages from people just random, you know, and they just start talking and, and then we just kind of go back and forth. So it's been really, that's what I like the most is how many people I've met on Instagram because before this, I wasn't really in contact with that many people. What has been the most frustrating part? Well, couple. (laughs) I think one of the, one of the biggest things to getting this going was setting up my website and I get frustrated very easily with stuff like that. And I had tried doing it on my own and, and I, I was just, cussing and I'm like I don't want to do this I have so much other stuff I want to work on I don't want to be anything I don't want any part of designing this website so I had to hire out and I'm, I'm really glad that I did I really like what they've done with my website but that that's my frustrating part and um, probably the being able to find the designers of color they're out there where do you see the subscription service in the next five years well My goal is to ultimately, and I know this is a big number, but I'm setting it big, is to have a thousand members in the membership and to be able to have found enough designers that I can provide a pattern every month instead of every 60 days. I like those. Those are strong KPIs. (laughs) No, they're very well defined. (laughs) Go big or go home. Yeah. (laughs) And definitely attainable. Yeah, I yeah. think it's definitely achievable. Yeah. yeah, within five years, I think I can get there. I mean, I think I can find the member, the designers quicker than that. But, you know, it's a goal. It's well, a I good think, goal. Yeah, and I think there's like, you know, with all these different sort of pattern writing courses that are coming up, it gives people more opportunity to step in that right. sort of um, that field as well. So definitely. that makes your job easier in terms of trying to find people of color um, to write those quilt patterns for you. I agree. I also think now that you've created this space and the membership, Mm -hmm. you know, people will start searching it out and the word will get out naturally that way. Yeah. Um, You know, and with more, more pattern writing courses, I think there are going to be more people. There are a lot of quilters of color, but maybe they just haven't tried writing patterns yet. And that's why we're not seeing them. And I think, I think that's a big hurdle for a lot of people because a lot of quilters don't necessarily want to deal with like 
the graphic design part of laying out a pattern or, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So with more tools, then hopefully there will be more pattern writers. Yeah. And even also the combination of like being able to market yourself out there as well. And I think having your platform, yeah, that's really hard. And having Mm -hmm. your platform, that makes it easier um, for other people to discover them as well. Yes. Agreed. And I've had some people, I've had one person who is not a pattern writer yet, but she wants to be. So she's inspired to get going and to be able to collaborate with the membership too. So I kind of, it gives people a goal if that is something that they're looking to do. Yeah. Cause definitely like having that opportunity kind of then sort of creates this sort of idea and spark in someone to mm-hmm. try and achieve that. Like I think when I, like I never considered writing quilt patterns until pre-quilt, Laura from pre-quilt approached me and was like, hey, Wendy, I like this quilt of yours that you've made. Do you, like, do you have a pattern for it? And I was like, no, I don't. And that was mm-hmm. my very first pattern that I, like all my first design that I've worked off. Cool. Like, yeah. So like, I think if it wasn't for that, then that hadn't had sparked that idea like, oh, yeah. like, there's a world of quilt pattern writing. Yeah. You didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know. Until I met her. <laughs> you needed a swift kick in the pants from Laura. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> and um, what are your quilty goals for this year? This year, I my goal is to reach 100, at least, well, my first goal is to reach 100 members. And um, my second goal is to write three more patterns and get those um, finalized and out there. So I want to do four patterns a year. We'll see how that goes. I'm loving these <laughs> these very specific yeah. goals. <laughs> well, and, I, and I have to say that that was one of the things that I know I like toot Elizabeth's horn a lot from <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of the things that she was trying to have her students do was you, you've got to set goals or else you're not going to attain anything. It's You're just going to be held back and you're going to be like, well, I'll get there. You know, it, it's in it's in the future. It's going to happen. But if you set a date or you set a time and, you know, a number, then it's easier to have something to work toward. Yeah, definitely. Because it's so easy to just procrastinate and just say like, yeah, I want to do this, but then mm-hmm. end up putting it in the back burner because something else comes up. Yeah. It's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I only have back burners. <laughs> and on that stupid joke, it's time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Mary? I'm ready. Okay. Anna, why don't you kick us off? What is your favorite time of day to quilt? In the morning. Where do you sew? I have a bedroom and I sew in there. An extra bedroom. Very, very nice. (laughs) Because we don't have those here in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Do you wear shoes while sewing? Nope, never. It's either whatever's on my feet, socks or or bare feet in the summer, but no shoes. Music, Netflix, podcasts, or silence? While I'm quilting, Netflix. What's your current favorite? Right now I'm watching Blind Spot, um, and I started Roswell. What is your favorite snack while quilting? Twizzlers. 
apple and peel or classic? No, they're the strawberry Twizzlers. I'm the, I like I like a good cherry pull and peel Twizzler. I will <laughs> inhale them. <laughs> I will take the time to rip them apart to actually do the pull and peel, and then they're just it's just it's like spaghetti. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> do you use a fork and like shovel it all in? Wait, you eat spaghetti with fork? Okay. <laughs> no, I use my hands. I do too. It's, it's like the claw, right? It's the Getty claw. What's your favorite traditional block? The Ohio Star. What's your favorite color? Blue. What is your favorite brand of solids? Kona. What's your favorite Kona color? Kona bone for backgrounds. Oh, it's such a good one. What color fabric do you use the most? Blue. <laughs> Consistent. <laughs> Do you use more solids or print fabrics? Definitely print. Who is your favorite fabric designer? I don't think I have a favorite designer. I just like whatever's pretty. What's your last fabric that you've bought? Kona Natural for background again. What's your favorite quilt shop? Not really a quilt shop, but Joann's. How do you organize your fabrics? They're in my closet and there's like a little shelf in there and things are kind of stacked by color. Keyword kind of stacked. <laughs> Shoved. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. I shove my fabrics. Guilty. <laughs> um, so where do you store your scraps? I have a box that I keep next to my sewing table. So all the scraps go in there until it's overflowing. And then I sort it and it goes into a tote. What happens to the tote? Uh, it's it sits there. <laughs> How big is the tote? <laughs> How many totes are there? That's the real question. <laughs> I whittled it down so there's only one. That's and, really good. Uh, one of these days, I'm just not good with scraps, but I don't want to throw them away. What sewing notion couldn't you live without? My seam ripper. What's your favorite ruler size? Um, the five by twenty-four. What thread brand do you use the most? Um, the Signature thread. I get it at my quilt shop. And what is your pressing preference? Uh, to the dark side. That's the correct answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who has time to press open? That is my question. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's just the what? same as opening, like to the dark side. No, it's, I feel it's, like it's, it's easier. So much longer, and you have yeah. to go back and repress it because they eventually like collapse. No, and it's too close to your fingers. Oh yeah, this is a challenge for Ben Millet. Come up with a time trial of open versus to the dark side just that's I'm, I'm putting that out into the universe when it comes to practice you get faster at opening your seams not that fast oh. i would hands down okay for Amanda, the you just Olympics, suck. that's all no no i am a master presser <laughs> <laughs> all right enough about pressing <laughs> Pick one, HSTs, curves, or flying geese. HSTs. Machine or hand quilt? Uh, machine. Machine or hand bind? Machine. Spray, pin, or thread-based? Spray. What's your favorite part of the quilting process? The piecing. What is your least favorite part? Binding. What's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? Not using pins. <laughs> I need to use pins more. 
<laughs> Who's your quality BFF? I don't really think I have a BFF. Throughout this process, I've made a lot of quilty friends. But the position is still open. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your quilty crush? Um, Jenny Doan, Missouri Star. What's your favorite recent make? My launch party quilt. How many quilts are in the work in progress pile right now? To sew, just one. To finish binding and basting and all that, probably about 12. <laughs> and where do you store them? In the closet where I shove my fabric. <laughs> and do you have any other hobbies? I like to crochet and I like to bake. And now we've got just a couple more questions for you today. Mm -hmm. um, who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Um, one of my favorites right now is Public Library Quilts. She does history of quilt making throughout the years. And she comes up with these stories that you just are like so great. You never have ever heard of, um, of women in quilting and like oppressed women um, and quilting and histories of different quilting bees. And she's just fantastic. I mean, she just, she's a good writer also. So um, her posts are always really good. Right now, my other favorite is The Color of Connection. I was doing the quilt along, and I just think it's really great that they're doing it a little outside the box of most quilt alongs, and they're having the introductions, um, you know, look, do pictures inside your sewing room. <laughs> so it's just really kind of cool to go through and meet people and put a face with their Instagram handle and get to know them. So I really like that. And my third that you should follow is me. Can I say that? Can yeah. I do my own? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because uh, I could really use everybody's support on getting the word out. And I've got a lot of designers that want to be known that are up and coming and new and they want to you know, get their footprint out there in the quilty world. And I think good things are going to be happening. So follow me. <laughs> so before we sign off, do you have any fun projects in the horizon that you're able to share with us? Right now I'm working on, like I say, my second quilt. It's going to be called Hum A Few Bars. And um, it's going to be fun. I, I, I'm, working <laughs> out, I'm working out the map and which is, you know, always been my favorite subject in school. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I have a, a few other things in the works for the membership. And uh, so, so yeah, stay tuned. So we need to wrap up and we hope that you enjoy today's show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio, Wendy. I am the Weekend Quilter. Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Mary. And I am at Mary Go Round Quilts. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your quilty friends about us. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, we'd be thrilled. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.